Guys, I was uh, reading some stories in the Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dressfeles. There are so many good ones that have been posted lately. So go in there and check it out if you have not yet. I was just reading this one from Chris. Chris writes, hey, so I have a poltergeist experience to share from my childhood. I had a few ghostly experiences when I was a kid, but I always had been a skeptic and could easily brush them off. For example, I'd see things like ghosts, but figured it was just shadows and my mind playing tricks on me in the dark, etc. But the only for sure experience I've had was when I was seven or eight. I was tucked in bed and my mom left my room uh, to get me some water. I used to put out my clothes for school the next morning folded up on a chair behind the door. My room light was off, but the hallway was on, uh, so it was a little shadowy in my room, but I could still see. I knew I was alone. My mom, which, P.S., it's mum, not mom, M-U-M. I'm guessing you might be from England. My mom was gone for about one minute, and in that time, I watched my balled-up socks, which were on top of my clothes across the room, fucking levitate. I was frozen. And after about 10 seconds, they were thrown at me, hitting the radiator next to my bed with a thud and bouncing onto my leg. When my mom came back, I couldn't speak. The next day, I went in my room and the socks were still on my bed. So I know I didn't imagine it. Other than that, I haven't really had experiences, but that one is something I can't explain. You know, I've spent so much of my time, thank you, Chris, for sending me that. I've spent so much of my time uh, in quarantine reading books about the paranormal and different theories and, you know, just trying to educate myself a little bit. And I was very fascinated to read a little bit about when objects levitate and move around because I've pondered it on this podcast. How does that happen? And I was fascinated to read that many theories suggest that it's actually telekinesis or psychokinesis, you know, kind of carry style that ghosts are doing when they are moving objects. So it's not so much that they're picking it up with their hands, which is kind of what I always thought. I thought they just kind of took their ghost fingers and picked up things and threw them. But it's actually them using their minds, possibly, which I found very fascinating. But another thing I've been finding fascinating is in the Facebook group, it seems that there are a lot of real-time ghost encounters happening. Um, there's been, and people have you know, sent me emails and various messages telling me of ghost things that are currently happening right now in their home, which I can't help but to wonder, is that happening because we are forced to be home and these ghosts you know, maybe these ghosts have been living these secret lives where we leave 
And then they're like, okay, they're gone. Now it's time to party. But now we're not leaving. So they're like, okay, well, I guess cat's out of the bag. I'm going to go let my freak flag fly, whether this person is home or not. Uh, I think that's what's happening. And here, I'll read you one other story of uh, one of the many uh, real-time ghost experiences that seem to be happening. This one is also in the Facebook group from Lauren. Lauren writes, I've got some spooky happenings going on, y'all. I live in the house I grew up in. It's me, my husband, and our six-year-old daughter and two-year-old son. As a kid and teen, my siblings and I always thought our home was haunted. Weird crap happened all the time, like slamming doors, coming home and all the doors were open, a window is open, etc. My dad was a cop and obsessively closed all the doors and windows and locked them before leaving the house, but still this happened frequently enough to make it a thing. Well, we moved into this house last summer and at first it felt empty. Slowly, weird things started happening and it now feels like the same presence that was here when I was a kid is back. We have a garage door motion sensor that tells us when our back door opens and closes. Last week, it opened and closed per our sensor, uh, but when I went down there, it was fully closed and no one had opened it. My daughter's been complaining of something in the closet so much that we switched her rooms. She slept in my brother's old room and my brother had a ton of weird shit in all caps. A ton of weird shit happened when he was younger. I won't even get into that now because it's a lot. Now, our two-year-old is suddenly getting spooked. Last night, he woke up around midnight and I heard him crying, mommy, I'm scared, I'm scared, mommy. This morning during breakfast, he suddenly became scared again and said, mommy, a ghost, and pointed to the kid's room. I asked him to show me, and he took my hand, walked in the room, and pointed to the bed and said, up there, ghost, scary monster. Now, I know there is something in this house. It feels like it's always watching, and I can tell it hangs out in the hallway. Definitely feeling creeped out today. Oh, my God, Lauren, that is terrifying. Uh, so I hope you and your family are doing okay. Uh, and thank you so much for sharing that story with me. You guys, I am so excited to have on the show today someone that uh, I absolutely adore, Becca Martinez from the podcast Chatty Broads. And I know many of you have heard me on that podcast and her co-host, whose name is Jess Ambrose, has also been on this podcast. So if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to it. She also has some great ghost stories. So uh, Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Here is Becca Martinez. Becca! Hi! Hello, hello! I'm finally here on your podcast. I'm so excited. Becca, I am so excited to have you on here. Um, how is how's quarantine going with yeah, being I was pregnant say, and only- having a baby? It only took a pandemic for me to come on the show now that we can record remotely. Um, (laughs) I am not going to lie. Being a pregnant person, I felt the same way when I was pregnant with my uh, daughter. 
my first one, I get super kind of antisocial and don't really want to leave the house and feel like guilty for not calling people back and all that kind of thing. But now not only is you know, not only do I have a great excuse to stay home and not do anything. Um, also I don't have any FOMO cause no one else is doing anything either. So, right. That's, <laughs> so that's, that's my very positive outlook on it. Of course, obviously there are a lot of people, including my own family members and friends and so many others that are being very negatively affected by all of this. But if we're talking about on the positive side, I like that I don't really have to go anywhere and that nobody else has to go anywhere either. So yeah. And plus we were already planning for a home birth. So I kind of look a little bit less crazy than normal since the hospital is kind of a scary place to be right now. So, Oh my God. I know. Wait, how far away are you? So I'm, let's see, I'm 33 weeks. So (gasps) yeah, sometime in the next two months, this baby is going to be making his appearance. Pretty exciting. Oh my god! I know. That's very exciting. Um, it is. It's wild. Well, one of the many reasons why I've wanted to have you on this podcast is because you're one of those people that just has a billion ghost stories. <laughs> I feel like you, you're one of those people that just ghosts love. You're kind of like me in that way. What's the first one that you've ever had? Like, what was your first experience Ooh. with ghosts? Hmm. That's a pretty good question. Did you grow up believing in ghosts? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't remember if I've covered this with you before, but like I come from a very, um, a very Christian family and also I'm half Mexican. So my whole Mexican side of the family, everyone and their mother has like a million ghost stories. Like my aunts (laughs) have some of the most terrifying stories of supernatural encounters you've ever heard. Um, you know, like it's so weird. Like I remember, I remember hearing ghost stories ever since I was little, but we didn't really, since my whole family is religious, we don't call them like ghost stories is more like about spirits, you know, and demons and like that kind of thing. Got uh, it. What kind of religion? Christian. And then my, yeah, okay. my, and then, you know, extended family on the Mexican side is Catholic. So I just remember like my grandpa telling stories of like, he, I mean, he had some crazy stories. I don't even, I don't even know. It's one of those things where you're like, how many of these are actually true? Like he had this story of how he used to work in a, like a coal mine in Mexico and Mm. how like his job was like as a child was something like they had to go in and put like dynamite in and like crawl out in time. But then one of his little friends like didn't make it out in time. And these are like 10 year olds. And then he remembers getting haunted by the ghost of that child or something. And I'm like, that doesn't even, that sounds like something out of a movie. I don't even know how real that is, but I definitely remember hearing those kind of stories all the time growing up. And then let's see my first real I never like would actually I've never seen any kind of what do they call it an apparatus or something an apparition no yeah not an apparatus an apparition (laughs) I don't (laughs) what's an apparatus an apparatus like a breathing apparatus like um, oh like a a device device. okay okay. but listen (laughs) if one of those devices die and comes back (laughs) as a ghost it would be an apparatus apparition 
<laughs> oh, I like that. No, I've never seen an apparition before. Um, I've I more have have had like a sense. So I definitely remember as a kid going into people's houses and getting like a really weird vibe. I guess that's not something unique. I think a lot of people experience that, but that's definitely one of the first things I remember is like would be waking up in the middle of the night and having like this weird, have you ever experienced that where it's like a weird sense that there's something in the room with you or like kind of a thick, I, I can, I can only describe it this way as like a thick presence in the room something yes. that's like hovering like thick is a weird way to describe it but uh, honey whenever i enter a room people feel a thick presence okay <laughs> the, the air is thick my friend uh, you've, seen, you've seen these butt pads <laughs> two it's thick C's. wherever i go <laughs> two C's, honey so i remember in high school this is like one of the most clear memories i'd have I would wake up at almost like the same time every night around like, I was something around, it was around like two or 3 AM. What is there like a specific time? Well, they say the witching hour is around 3 AM. Okay. When the veil is thinnest between the other side and this dimension. Why is that? Where did that number come from? You know, I think that there's certainly folklore and history behind why they say that. Um, But I think it's when witches felt they could contact the uh, the other realm was through that hour for through three uh-huh. to four. A.m. I believe that's the history of it. Um, Maybe because it's like me on that. really in the middle of the night or something. Like two or three a.m. is just smack dab in the middle of it. I don't. know. Yeah, it's like it's like free for all hour. It's like you know, at this point the ghosts, you know, if you want to come out and play, you got one hour guys. And it's like, it's like reset. <laughs> well, I want to say it was like three, it was like actually really specific. I want to say it was like three ten or something okay. like that. So I'm wondering if anyone listening is going to be like, Oh my God, three ten. that's the time of this and that. I don't know. But I used to look at, I would roll over and look at the clock and I would get really freaked out every single time. Like it wouldn't be sleep paralysis but I would feel so scared that I didn't want to move or couldn't move. I would kind of just lay there paralyzed in fear. And then I would usually lay awake for a while and kind of like pray silently in my head or something and be like, go away. And then eventually I'd fall back to sleep, but that would happen kind of a lot. And it wasn't something I really talked about with people, but I went on this trip to Costa Rica and went with a group of people my age and I shared a room with this girl and we stayed in like a host house, someone who lived there in Costa Rica. And in the middle of the night there, I woke up and had that feeling like I would back at home. And I just did the same thing as usual, laid there, kind of like wished it away and finally went to sleep. Well, the next morning, the girl was like, oh, I had such a weird dream last night. She's like, I woke up and I looked over at your side of the bed and uh, in my dream, and there was like this old gnarled woman who was <gasps> hovering above your bed watching you while you were asleep. And she goes, yeah, she goes, it was so crazy. And, and, and it looked so real. And then I just like woke up 
and you know, it was just such a crazy dream. And I was like, Oh my God. And so then I'm like, what time was it? You know, whatever. So that was pretty weird because the experience or the quote dream that she had seemed to coincide with my experience. And I'm like, holy shit, every time that I was waking up this summer in the middle of the night, was there like some creepy old woman following me around? I don't know. But the weird thing is I didn't, I didn't really say anything to my family about it for some reason. I don't know why. And then my brother moved into my room after I left for college and then he wanted to go like move back into his old room. My mom was like, why? He's like, I don't know. There's just like a weird vibe in that room. I don't really like sleeping there. So who knows? Interesting. So do you think that it was something in connection like to that house? I mean, it's because if it happened also in Costa Rica, it's like. Maybe it followed me. Maybe it got in my suitcase and and took off with me for a little vacay and then came back Uh around to the house. I don't know. It's probably a cute little old lady that she wanted to get a tan. She wanted to go on (laughs) vacation. I don't know. The weird thing is, is that like, have you heard people tell story? We built our house there. So we were the first people to live in that house. I don't know if you've heard other people's stories like that, but I find that interesting. Like I have a lot, I'm going to tell another couple stories from that house in particular, but what's with that? Like, is it the, the, the land that's haunted? Are you haunted? Well, what's- I mean, we, do you know what the land was? Well, let's see. So my, my parents live in the central Valley of California. So like Fresno area. And I mean, I, it could have been, who knows who lived out there. They found, um, a human femur actually, uh, on a property just like a block away from our house when they were digging up to like build a pool or something. So, I mean, it could have been settlers, could have been native Americans, all yeah. of the above. I don't know. I mean, yeah, who knows? Because I mean, I've heard a lot of stories and theories of people building and just the idea of it disrupting the land uh. and, uh, you know, reawakening whatever kind of, you know, if there was some kind of peace that was there for a while and then now all of a sudden um, there's a ghost in there. But I always find it so interesting that like, let's say there was a ghost there and it was a completely different house or different whatever was on that land before. Now the ghost like is in your house and like can maneuver its way around your bedroom and stuff. Like, I don't yeah, know. That's that. weird. Well, what else happened in that house? Okay. So one of the other weird things that happened was like a series. I, I feel like I told you this one maybe when you were on our podcast, but there was three separate incidents that happened during the span of two weeks when my parents were in Mexico. So my parents were gone and it's kind of funny because uh, we're Christian and we would always pray. Like my parents would always pray what they would call the, the hedge of protection, be like, may the hedge of protection be around you in this house. And so I'm kind of like, Oh shit, my parents were out of town. The hedge of protection was down. The hedge of protection <laughs> was compromised while they were, <laughs> while they were away. It was anyone maintain made. the hedges. <laughs> so the hedges were compromised while they were in Mexico. So I was, Let's see. I was probably like 20 or 21. So it wasn't that, it was only a few years ago. And first thing that happened was I had a few friends over uh, to just kind of 
you know, hang out. Well, we were all just in the backyard. We were drinking or whatever, hanging out, had a little kickback. And I had instructed everyone to like go around the side of the yard, like through the gate to the backyard. So no one was going in and out of the house at all. Um, just a little background. And we're hanging out for a few hours. And then at the end of the night, I was with my boyfriend and brother and we went inside the house and my parents' living room has pretty tall ceilings, like probably, probably 20 to 25 feet, really high. And you know, those kind of built in, like in new houses, how they'll have like a built in kind of alcove that people will put like decorative baskets and fake plants and shit, you know, like 15 feet up or whatever. I don't know. Um, so there was one of those in the living room and there was a lit candle in the center of it. Like the candle wasn't uh, up there. The candle had been on the dining table below and it was lit in the center of the alcove, probably like 12 to 15 feet up off the ground. And what? immediately I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, Joel, it's my brother. I'm like, Joel, are you, are you fucking with me? Like, what, what is this? Like, he's like, no, I didn't do that. And so of course, then I'm calling all my friends be like, which one of you fools went in the house and like lit a candle to freak me out. But one, not only is that a really random thing to do, like in the first place Two, it's also really dangerous. Like if we're all hanging out outside who's going to like go inside and light a candle to freak me out and put Wait, it who noticed it did reach? you notice it or did they yeah. point it out to you no i i noticed it it was just me and my brother and my boyfriend that walked in we were like i mean we all saw it it was like one of the first things we walked in we were like what but then the crazy thing was is that i had to literally stand on my brother's shoulders who's about 6 feet in order to get it off. Like you couldn't easily stand on the table and put it up there. So not only did it seem really out of reach, a really weird prank to play. It was also just super dangerous. Cause I was like, who people had left the house from the party, like about a half hour before I'm like, who's going to light a candle inside a house that no one's in and then just leave. Like, I mean, I guess maybe I just have shitty friends, but it was just so bizarre. And everyone swore that they didn't know what I was talking about. So that was the first thing. I just kind of was like, yeah, that was the first thing I was like, that's just, that was just. But you ever think about, this is the thing that I think about and I brought it up many times on the show, but like things, when things like that happen, like I want to see how that happened. Like how did, did it float up there? Did it just like fly up there? Where did the fire come from? (laughs) I don't know. That's another thing. There wasn't any matches or, or a lighter or anything nearby. I mean, it was really exactly like does it just all of a sudden appear up there and it's lit i have no clue a, a visible thing putting it up there so that was the first thing but i you know it's not that big of a deal brushed it off a few days later i this was not actually the next two are probably equally creepy but i was alone in the house or so I thought. And uh, it's a pretty spread out house. So there's like, um, you know, there's all the bedrooms are on one side of the house. And then there's like the living room and kitchen. And then on the other side of the kitchen, there's like a, like a game room kind of situation, but it's on the other end of the house from my bedroom. So I was alone. It was probably like nine. I was working on some homework or something. And, uh, and I heard 
one of the doors in the house, like a front door, the back door or something open and shut. So I figured out oh, my brother's probably um, getting home because I think my brother and sister and I were the only ones sitting at the house. My parents are out of town. So I'm like, okay, he probably just got home or something. And uh, then a few minutes later, I hear in the, in the game room, we have these two doors that are like kind of like French doors and they're the kind of doors that you could take both handles and like, if you jiggle them really violently, they'll make a really loud sound. So I hear that kind of sound, like someone's taking both the French doors by the hand, by the handles and just really shaking the shit out of them. And so I figure, oh, my brother's probably trying to freak me out, like whatever. And I just ignore it and go back to what I'm doing. And about 15 or 20 minutes later, I decide I'm going to head to my boyfriend's house. So I'm going to go say bye to my brother. Well, the lights are totally out in the house as I'm walking over to the other side. And as I'm approaching the game room, one of the French doors is open, but it's pitch black in there. And only the sound of the TV is on. Like it's the sound of the TV going, which, you know, again, isn't that crazy. You could just turn on the, the separate speakers and not the actual like TV screen itself, but only the sound is going. The TV is off. The whole room is pitch black. And I go, I'm like, Joel, is that you? And it's just the, the, the silence was deafening in reply. And I book it the hell out of there. I grabbed my keys and I ran out the front door. It was one of those things where I didn't even want to look behind me because I didn't know what I was going to see. And I ran to my car and literally did not look back at the house. My brother's car was not in the driveway, was not in the garage. Straight up, nobody was there. And I got the heck out of Dodge after that one. That was really freaky because there was nobody else in the house. No. Oh one. my God. Wait, that what was, was really it, weird. What was it? What was the, uh, the sound of the TV? Like were oh, they I don't watching? Know, like, maybe like news or something. I, it was just, I, I don't it was know. the we old lady. Hear, oh old people God. love the news. <sighs> news is at this point. News is for old people. She Everyone else just reads it on their phone. Totally true. She's kind blind, so she was just listening to the listening to the news on the TV or something. I don't know. Oh my God! Very creepy. But the 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 noise of the French doors shaking was like it was unmistakable. Like I heard it across the house so loud and I just totally thought that it was, it was my brother messing with me. But then that was just, I mean, that was crazy. That, that was definitely scary. So I'm like, okay, well, two weird experiences in the past week. Well, there was a third. Let (gasps) me tell you. Oh my God. Okay. So like within the next week, uh, I am in my bedroom there's a hallway. My sister's room is a couple doors down and, uh, my door's closed. Her door's closed. I'm in the bedroom and I'm on the phone with one of my friends and my boyfriend is just sitting there doing something. So I'm chatting away on the phone. And then all of a sudden we hear so clearly it sounded like it was it sounded like it was right in front of the door inside of the room with us. It was this sound of like what I remember hearing. My sister remembers something differently from her room. What I heard was like, 
<laughs> like huh? sort of like this shaky kind of inhalation, this sort of um, like when you're someone sort of gasping, like in between when they're crying or something like that, you know, like taking breath. And I was in the middle of a sentence with my friend on the phone. I have the phone in my hand. I make eye contact with my boyfriend and both of our eyes are just huge. We both heard the exact same thing. I get off the phone. We throw open the door, nothing in the hallway. The hallway is totally dark. This is once again at night. And my sister opens her door from her room and she goes back. And I'm like, did you hear that? And she goes, what? I thought you were crying. Like, I thought you were crying in the hallway. I was like, no, I'm not crying. We were in my room anyway. So she says that she heard, heard someone like weeping in the hallway. And that's why she opened up her door. I meanwhile heard something like basically right inside our room that sounded sort of like a gasping, but I feel like those two sounds could be kind of interpreted or it could be the same sound interpreted in those two different ways. But that, at that point I was panicking. And I remember my sister came into my room and I was practically in tears, was freaking out. But that was the last thing that happened over that two week span of time. But it was those, all of those three things happened within two weeks in the house all at night. And I, for some reason was witness to it every single time. Did your sister think that it was haunted at that point? Or did she think that there might have been something there? Definitely. Because there was just no other, there's no other explanation. I had had already told her about the other two things. But I mean, there was no like pets in the hallway or anything like that. I don't, I really, I don't know. Because a lot of times people would be like, oh, your sister was probably messing with you. But I don't know how she would sound so close to my door and then be able to run back to her room and close the door and pretend to come out at the same time. It's just, it's improbable. And it was such a distinct sound. I just don't have any real explanation for it. Yeah. No, I feel like if people are messing with you, they, they would have really bad prank skills. Like, like those aren't good. Totally. Oh, I'm just going to go in the hallway and go (laughs) like, that's not a good prank. (laughs) Or light a candle. Yeah, or like try to open up doors. Like, no, that's that's lame. Wait, but so do your parents still live there? They moved maybe a year or two ago. So when did they ever have experiences or did their shroud of protection? Well, my parents are my parents are so funny because neither of them like even though they both believe in like spirits and ghosts and all that, neither of them really have any personal stories for some reason. Like me and my huh. siblings do, all my aunts and uncles do, but no, my parents don't really, I don't know if they're in, not in tune with the spirit world, but neither of them really had any experiences or have any stories to tell. But I also feel like they're just sort of, yeah, I think they're kind of not in tune because sometimes we'll go to some place and I'll be like, did you guys get like a weird vibe from that person or from that room or whatever? And they'll just be like, what? No. And they're kind of oblivious to it for some reason. So I don't know what that's about. See, I'm like you in that sense. And I can't even imagine not being able to have that, that sense. I know. I don't know what's worse. I feel like it's, I'm very grateful that I have that sense. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people in my life too, where that they don't have that. And 
and uh, and I think that any I think everybody has it. I, I do think that it's a matter of being in tune. Um, I guess I don't really know how you hone that necessarily, but um, I don't know. But I think it's important because it can also clue you in sometimes just to like bad people and bad situations. Like it's not yes. always a, it's not always a ghost kind of thing. Definitely, I think it's something that. I think it's like a protective um, survival skill or something that's that uh, definitely comes in handy. Absolutely. My um, my brother, though, actually, I was just talking to him, and he just told me a pretty <laughs> a pretty weird story that he had happen to him recently, and then he actually found out. So I wish I knew about the land that like we were talking about the land that my parents' house was on because that might give some clarity. Well, he had some weird experiences at his girlfriend's house, if you don't mind me sharing those real quick. And then he found out some crazy backstory about that. So, Okay, what happened? She moved into this apartment like in the past year. And one of the first things that he had, it was the first night that he spent the night at her house in that new place. And... uh, Is this in Fresno? Yes, yes. Okay. Fresno, full of ghosts, full of demons, <laughs> all over the place. They're everywhere. Um, so he, it was kind of the, sim- the same experience as, uh, as my friend who I shared the room with. Where, and I'm sure you've had the same experience too, where you kind of wake up and everything's in its place, but it's a dream or at least you think it's a dream, but then there's, do you know what I mean? So he fell asleep in a room and then had a dream that he was, you know, looking at her TV, looking at the dresser and then looking at the door to the left and the door to the left. He said that he had a sense that this really evil spirit was trying to get in, but then the door was like being pushed in and pushed in. He was sort of like in his mind, like trying to combat it and trying to like, I don't know, like pray against it or something to get this evil spirit from trying to come into the room. And he said he was seeing this like dark hand trying to force open the door. And, uh, and then he woke up from the dream and there was nothing there. And that was the first weird thing that happened. And then his girlfriend had almost the same exact dream um, within that same week. Because she told him, like, I had almost that same dream. And then a weird thing started happening where she had a lock on her door. And sometimes she, would, she, said, she said, I have no reason to lock my door at night. I'd never do that. And sometimes she would wake up in the morning and the door uh, would be locked, her room door. So mm-hmm. those, those are the first couple things that were kind of weird that was happening. Then my brother, uh, my, his girlfriend had to go to work or something. Her roommates were gone and he was waiting for one of his friends to come pick him up. And, you know, Fresno gets pretty hot in the summer. So it was about 110 degrees outside. So he's like, okay, I'm just going to chill in the house and wait until my friend gets here to pick me up. He went to the bathroom and to the right of the toilet, there is this bathtub and he was going to the bathroom and then he hears from the side where the bathtub is on a very audible, hey, like a <gasps> whisper of some going, Oh, I hated he, the way you just did that. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, he grabbed his stuff so fast and he goes, I went out and I sat on her patio in that 110 degree weather until my friend got there to pick me up because there was no way in hell I was sitting there in that house alone 
uh, after that happened. Well, turns <laughs> out that the owner, just before they moved in, had drank bleach and committed suicide in the bathtub in that bathroom. The owner immediately before. Oh my God. So that was kind of weird. After both of them had that weird dream with the door locked and unlocked and then also him hearing the hay whisper in the bathroom. But also just like when he told me that, I was so freaked out because what a gnarly way. Like, oh gosh, what a horrible way to kill yourself. To drink bleach in a bathtub? How did that end? Like, are they, does she still live there? Yeah, she still lives there. And uh, (laughs) she's like, she was, when I was talking to my brother, she was, she was in the same room with him and she was like, yeah, just like, you know, I always get weird vibes from that house. (laughs) So that's what she says. And she still lives there. So I don't know. Oh my God. That is so spooky. It's, you know, it's one of those things where when you watch a movie and scary things happen, you're always like, why don't you just move? But it seems like in real life, whenever it happens to people, it's just kind of like, yeah. And that's the way it is. I don't know. (laughs) Well, it's hard. It's hard to get out of, you know, if you're paying a mortgage, if you're like, yeah, there's there's a million different lease, whatever. It's not as simple as just packing up and going. So like in real life, it's kind of like, well, I guess you just, you just deal with it. Well, but also like if it's just the perfect place, like, first of all, I hate moving too. So if I'm moving someplace it and it's haunted, the ghost is, I'm sorry, but you're out of here. <laughs> Wait, didn't you have a, you had a really, really haunted apartment, didn't you? Kind of. Well, I had a haunted Ouija board that traveled with me from apartment to apartment. Yes. Okay. Uh, Now there's no excuse for that. You can get rid of the Ouija board real easily. Well, but see, I didn't know at that point. I didn't know it was the very little education. No, I definitely believed that it was the Ouija board because it started as soon as I got the Ouija board. But I didn't know what to do because people kept telling me you got to burn it and then people would say no you can't burn it there's a entity attached to you and it's just (laughs) merely a vessel and then you know I didn't know what to do so then people told me like a friend gave me protective stones and a rosary and all this stuff and I put it all in this in the box and then I buried it in a closet and then it did stop but kind of going back to what we were saying in Fresno with, you know, disrupting land or whatever, once I moved everything to the next apartment that it like reignited. Really? It, like it was like peaceful in my closet in my old apartment. And then when I moved to the next place, it was like, literally I could feel it like stretching its arms out and going, <gasps> oh, like oh. I'm, I'm awake again. The bitch is back comfortable in my new place yeah oh wait what did you end up doing with it you know what I ended up I ended up getting to a point where I was just like you know what like I'm fine with it it's just kind of fun um because it wasn't that bad like nothing bad was really happening it's just like little things like uh lights turning on and off like just little things like that and I weirdly like, I mean, at that time I was also partying real hard. I was in a completely different place. And so nowadays I'm so like, I'm so sober and just would not be able to deal with that. Yeah. But at the time I was just like, I love, I live for the drama. So, um, <laughs> more content. I, yeah. I, yes. And I got, I, I was cool with it. 
And then I, when I finally moved out of that place, I just threw it in a dumpster and. Okay. That's what I thought. I thought, I thought I remember you saying you just threw it away. Now I will say the next year after that, like a a good year and a half after I threw it in the dumpster was the probably worst year and a half I've had uh, so far. So I don't know if that was in connection. I mean, there was just a lot of chaos going on in my life. I might be a coincidence, but um, I mean, it eventually ended. So I don't know. I don't know if, Mm. I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do, but for me, I remember making a a conscious decision to like, I'm going to act like I'm not even acknowledging this. I'm just going to throw it away with all the other garbage. And um, I mean, at least in terms of like paranormal spookiness, it all stopped. So. I mean, I wonder if it would have been bad karma to just like give it away to the thrift store, like pass it on to someone else. Well, I bought it from a f- thrift store. And so I imagine somebody else, because that's what I think too. Like if there's something connected to it, somebody else, you know, is going to get thrift- it. Well, so yeah, somebody, because that's what people told me. You can't give it to somebody because it's attached to you. So I didn't know. Ooh. I still don't fully know how you deal with that kind of thing. Well, but... also, it might have ended up in the thrift store because somebody might have died. And it might have been one of their possessions. Oh, <gasps> the cycle ended. Yeah. So that oh, could have been it, too. And I wonder I if then they were attached to it or something like that. I go to so many flea markets and thrift stores. I just have a home full of dead people's stuff. You know, it is something to consider. Like, I might just be a little bit superstitious, but I always am when I'm picking up, like, furniture or items and stuff like that from thrift stores or flea markets or whatever. Especially, like, now that I have a, you know, a young child, getting stuff like doll houses and that sort of thing. I'm, you kind of got to, you got to think through it and really pick up the vibe and be like, is this something I want to bring into my space? Yeah. Cause you never know who owned it before or what the deal was. Seriously. It's pretty Ooh. creepy. Do you have other stories mm. that you wanted to share? I don't think I have any other good ghost stories off the bat. I do wonder, that's another thing with kids though. I do wonder too, if my daughter sees things and sometimes like if she would wake up crying in the middle of the night, I would always wonder like, Oh my God, is there something in the room? I don't know. Cause my, our house is pretty old. Our house that uh, we just moved into within the past year is actually a hundred years old. Exactly. It was built in 1920. So, you know, who the heck knows? I get good vibes. Her room is a little bit weird. I don't know if it's just me being paranoid or what, because there's like this little closet and the closet is sort of like a weird add-on. I don't know how to describe it, but the, the closet's really small but then there are also there's a window in the closet that that looks outside, and so it seems like it wasn't a closet before, or something like that. I don't know how to describe it, but the the architecture like someone did some weird remodeling or something, and I don't know. It's just a little weird, but otherwise everything has pretty good vibes. That's so interesting that you say that. I I never think about that, um, but my bedroom as a kid has a window in the closet. Yeah, and is that, it a really tiny a closet? Thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a so weird thing. Uh, yeah, maybe it was an add-on. I don't know, but I never think about how weird it is that I have a cl- uh, 
closet with a window in it. Yeah, why the hell does your, I mean, I guess maybe, well, you'd have electricity when it was built. I was going to say maybe you needed to like see in the closet so you needed that outdoor lighting, but it just doesn't make sense because it's not like, it's one thing if it's a walk-in closet, but this closet's like a normal, small yeah. closet. I don't know. Mine, don't know the one in my that. room growing up, it's because the boogeyman wanted to look outside. Ew! I, hate I don't that. know. <laughs> you want to hear some ghost voices? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, so it's time for EVPs or EV please. Oh, do you know what an EVP yeah. is? Um, I feel like you've told me before, but I don't it's remember. Electronic voice phenomenon. So it's oh, when yes, yes, ghost yes, hunters, yeah, ghost hunters capture ghost voices. And I go to YouTube and I find ghost voices that uh, YouTubers or ghost hunters have caught. And then I want oh, you to guess. Yes. I want you to guess what the um, either what the ghost hunter thinks it's saying or what you hear. Okay. Um, okay. Ooh. We're gonna do two of them. The first one is from. Uh, on YouTube, they're called Kindred Spirits Investigations. Now, there is a really great uh, ghost hunting TV show called Kindred Spirits. I do not think that this is the same one. I think it's a different group. Oh, um, this that's one, a good name. It's great. Um, this one is in Scotland, I believe. It's in Jed Jedburgh, um, and it is at Mary Queen of Scots' house. Oh, and. I know. Tell me what you think this ghost. Maybe it's okay. Mary Queen of Scots. We don't know. But tell me what you think this ghost is saying. Oh. Could you hear something? Yeah. I'll Play one again. more time. Play one more time. It's like. I don't know what the statement is. It's, it's, it's like what the like distinct consonants I'm hearing are like will. And then some, it's like, will some, it kind of sounds like somebody saying like, will someone or will something that's kind of like what I'm hearing in the middle of it. Yeah, definitely a W wait, let me play it one more time. Okay. Oh, okay. Here, I'll give you some options. Okay. <laughs> is it a wasabi? That's what, I, that's what it sounds like. Yes. Yeah, it really does to me. Yes. That's like, maybe they. But then there's like something at the sushi. end too. What, what's, Wasabi, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> or wait, like. I've got four options. Okay. Is it, is it B? We're sorry. Is oh. it C? What's happening? Or D? <laughs> let's go shopping. Wait, play one more time. I mean, I feel like they want me to, I feel like the ghost hunters want me to think it's we're sorry, but it definitely sounds way more like wasabi or wasabi or something like I that. I think it's wasabi, but <laughs> yes, they, they think it's we're sorry. Um, here, one more time. No, it's a B. Yeah, it's wasabi. It's um, wasabi. It's a spicy please. ghost. It's a spicy ghost. <laughs> um, okay, here's another one. This is um, also UK area. It's from uh, Paranormal Pursuit UK on YouTube. Okay. And it does not say where it is. All it says is that they were ghost hunting at the village. So I don't know what oh. village. I don't know okay. where they are. Uh, Very ambiguous. 
but um, I do know that they caught a ghost saying something, and here's what it sounds like. What okay. the? It, literally, think... it sounds like the bathtub ghost saying. Like, yeah, or again. it sounds like a ghost is cooking, and they're like clean utensils together. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's hear it. What the? Okay, you got to give me options because that one is weird. Okay. Is it A, we will not give them any? Oh my God. B, you're not my mommy. (laughs) Is it C, we've been knocking all night? Or D, you will not get my money? Play it again. Okay. (gasps) Oh. It actually sounds like we will not give you money, or I I will not give you money. Yeah, I think it sounds like you will not get my money. Um, yeah. They believe it's we will not give them any. Here, I'll play it again. Oh, that's kind of, yeah. But I also like you will not get my money. That actually seems probable. It, yeah. it could be some some greedy old ghost who was well, always if you paranoid think about, about it, someone taking their fortune. If you think about it, it's kind of like a ghost hunter doing a seance, I'm sure, could be... Kind of like when you're a human on Earth and you're getting telemarketer calls, you know, you're getting you're getting contacted and you're kind of just like, I'm not going to give you any. You're not going to get my money. Please. I'm trying to eat dinner. Stop trying to profit off of me and. Yeah exploit me okay that one that one though actually that one gave me chills i got goosebumps listening to that one for some reason that one was creepy i I don't like that it's like an aggressive whisper i don't like it yeah yeah it felt very like directed (sighs) well becca i think that's about it i could listen to this evp sounds all day i'm gonna go down a youtube spiral because that was there's a lot of them well, but, I had so much fun. That went by really fast. It's always so fun talking to you and to Jess. And I love you guys so much. And tell people where they can find you. So you can find me on Instagram at Becca, B-E-K-A-H. Or you can listen to me on my podcast, Chatty Broads. And we talk about all sorts of things over there. We do talk about ghosts every now and then. I think we're going to be doing an alien episode pretty soon, actually. <sighs> So that may interest some of you folks. And uh, and then also like every reality TV show under the sun we talk about. So, yeah. I just love Becca. Thank you so much for being on the show, Becca. You're just wonderful. And um, thank you guys so much for listening. You know, people keep sending me messages the past few weeks of like, Hey, how you doing? You know, can we help you? Blah, blah, blah. Um, Because it's been a, you know, a wild time for all of us. And I so appreciate you guys reaching out. And, you know, basically, if if you leave me a five-star review, it helps grow the podcast. So that's, um, I think that's probably the best way that you could help me out uh, right now. I really appreciate that when you do that on Apple Podcasts or wherever uh, you can leave five stars or a nice little review. Um, I'm also on Venmo at Queen Roz. I'm on Instagram uh, at Roz Dresfiles. Join the Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz. And um, I want to do a listener episode. And um, I haven't had a ton of people send me listener emails lately uh, letting me know. I mean, I've had a lot of great ghost stories, but if you want to be 
actually interviewed on the show, make sure you let me know by putting in the subject line listener episode. And you just send that over to ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. And um, yeah, I can't wait. (laughs) We have some very exciting interviews coming up. So make sure you're subscribed. And uh, I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Bands Audio. A podcast. <clears throat> A podcast network.